Welcome to Happy, Healthy, and Zen, a podcast where we'll explore how to feel present and calm in Paris. I will be sharing the lessons I've learned and the inspiring conversations with health advocates, educators, and local Parisians. Please join me and let's find out together. In this second episode, I have the great joy of having a conversation with my good friend, Erika Labousse. Today, we want to share with you this conversation around running races in Paris. Erika and I met when our kids were newborns. We were both new to Paris and we found running at the same time. So we'll share with you what this journey has been from our very first race in Paris called La Parisienne. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I want us to go back to that moment in 2010 when I had signed up for La Parisienne and I asked you to, to join in. If we go back in time, what was going through your mind and what made you say yes, uh, if you can just share with us a little bit? There was the location aspect, first of all, because it started off right at the, the foot of the Eiffel Tower. Um, and it was in our neighborhood where we spent uh, all of our mornings and afternoons walking our babies in the strollers and where they took their first steps. So it was it was that location, for sure, because it was a woman's race. Also, I, I felt a little safer running with all women. Also, because it was only 6K. And I say only 6K, maybe in quotation marks, because for me, 6K was like a marathon the first one, but everyone I said, should I do it? It's a 6k. And everyone said, Oh my gosh, it's only a 6k. That's nothing. You know, I run 6k uh, after work or I run it every Sunday morning or so that kind of demystified it for me that it was only 6k. But when you're running your first 6k, it's not only 6k. It feels a lot longer for at least for me, it did. Yeah, thank you. And I, I completely agree. For me, it was also like it felt huge, right? Like it, it was going from non running to just having a little bit of tiny training to going into this race that felt big, but also exciting. I think there was that excitement and, and also the energy, because I remember on my side, I had seen the race the year before thinking, these people look so happy. I want to belong. Like, I want to be part of that group, even if that means running. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think we both shared that idea that we're not really good runners, but we want to try it anyway. If we go back to that day, because in my mind, it's like we really ran side by side the 6K. <laughs> that was the only thing when I thought about this in advance from our call today. I, I thought the only the best feeling was having you next to my side, the whole 6K, because without you, I would have... I don't know, I probably would have walked or I would have had a whole bunch of negative thoughts running through my head for, for the, every, every footstep. But having you next to me really kept me going. And it felt good. It felt really good. Yeah, and on, on my side too, because I, it's the first race that I experienced that, what it is to run 6K without stopping. And I kept going because you kept going. <laughs> so, 
exactly. Do you remember how it felt to finish and get our medal and the picture? And I, I think you know the the halfway dead dried out rose that we received and the the apple at the bottom of the bag. I mean, that was the those were the greatest gifts ever. And I put on my Facebook after, like I had the picture after holding our medal, and I had the Eiffel Tower behind me, and I remember writing. Uh, I got, someone commented like, oh, congratulations, how did you do? And I said, I got first place for American mothers of one-year-old twins. And they said, really? <laughs> they actually really believed me. I said, no, I don't know, but but I feel like I, I won. I feel like I'm a champion. And and exactly, this is exactly what I wanted to capture, the idea that we took a morning in the weekend to feel like champions, right? Like it didn't matter the distance, it didn't matter the you know, how fast or slow it mattered that we showed up, that we had that support to, of one another. We felt part of Paris and we, we felt part of this bigger group of people. It really felt very rewarding. And I think that uh, leads me to the next question, that then it was completely you <laughs> taking over into the... <laughs> the next races so do you remember what was yeah I think after that you became unstoppable <laughs> in signing off for races I think it was you know when you maybe when you move to a new country or when you've given birth and you have children or you are not working or you change jobs I was having like a the identity crisis like who am I and running Even when I when I was working, I was part of a team or when I had my children, my husband, you know, was helping me and he he helped create them. But running, I did it all on my own. Like it was mine. It was all mine. Every 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 footstep, every time I went outside in the rain or we, I didn't want to, but I did it. It was mine. And and the good feelings afterwards were all mine. Everyone was proud around me. But it was it was mine, so I did it on my own, and that that was something I needed, I think, at that part of my life as well. Yeah. Also, this is this is exactly what what I wanted to to discuss too, because these you having twins, I have one daughter, and I felt the transition to motherhood was quite intense, and you had twins, and I I, I think keeping up with you know, tra the transition to motherhood, the living in a new country, the trying to manage, you know, seeing professionally what's next. Like everything felt like it was moving and running was the one thing that felt like we could, we knew what to expect and and it gave us space as well. And I, I have these memories of going in the metro to a race Sunday morning very early and having that time not only to expect the adventure but also to catch up on the week and and I think those spaces it, it was creating space for for being and for interaction and to digest kind of the the week because sometimes I I know we both went to, through so many different things and that was kind of the little pocket uh, that we had for ourselves and the feeling that not only we did a race but the fact that we got a medal <laughs> always <Yeah. laughs> and when we came home everyone was proud of us 
And we were proud of ourselves. Yes, 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 exactly. So I think that the sim symbolism of having a medal every Sunday, because I think that's thanks to your determination to keep us going, you were like, okay, these are the next five races. And I think the, the next stage, I guess, is when we did our first 10K, because we moved from five to 10 just in a few months. Yeah. Do you remember a little bit? I think our first 10K was the one in the 8th in January. Yeah. And it was so cold. But that's what made me feel safe, like from the 6Ks and the... We weren't the first <laughs> by far. <laughs> we weren't the last either, though. I was almost the last. <laughs> But you weren't. And even if you were all whatever, you know, but... We were part of the pack, you know, we're like, we're part of the pack. We belong. We really belong. Yeah. We, we can do it and we belong. It just made it feel very accessible because what's the worst that can happen? You walk. And even then you probably weren't going to be last <laughs> because, you know, there was always somebody, somebody slower usually. Yeah, I, I remember from that race, like the, the cold, it was just so cold and it hurt and i think we we were completely unprepared for that as well because as yeah. new new runners yeah. we we you know we had never been training seriously training like other people that knew the equipment you need to to wear for cold like colder weather and i remember just being so cold and then it felt in many ways uncomfortable and then we were terrified too because it was a very small race compared to the other ones that it was all about having fun and the music and the these was more serious runners it seemed yeah oh this this looks much more intimidating right before we started yeah but very motivating because there are people of all shapes and sizes all ages sometimes some of these older people just blow yes. me away um there are the the people in wheelchairs that are being pulled by people running you know and you you think about both of both of them the, thing, the person in the wheelchair and the person running holding this person up and then it, it the, the the most um impressive for me are yeah. the blind people because they're running I can't imagine the the feelings that they have. Um, and then also they have usually someone guiding them by their, their wrists being attached. So, you know, if I think like, gosh, if they're, if they can do it, I certainly can at least give it my best shot. And I, I think this is what it, it, the journey became for us that, and I, I remember um, this feeling of we're running here in Paris. It's Sunday morning. We're here like exercising and pushing ourselves in a way that feels okay for us. But that feeling, then it made the day so much better. Mm -hmm. And also another part that I wanted to add to this that I think I know, at least for me, it became the one morning that my husband was completely dedicated to my daughter. Like they, yes. they yes. had those that time without me being present To have, and they started mm -hmm. going out for breakfast and going to museums or going to La Villette or having that space for them, which I think sometimes we don't think about because we're always um, present. So it's good for the whole family. Yeah. And we get to come home usually to a, a warm lunch waiting for us. Yes. So. 
So, so for those those uh, out there that are wondering if they should sign up for their first race, there are many incentives to to think about, yeah. and of course, I I couldn't have this conversation without mentioning Corrida Noel. Yes, <laughs> we we didn't talk about the costumes because I think it was only a couple of races that we did without any costumes and then slowly we would show up to run together and we would be wearing the same outfit often we would be wearing the same like jackets or the hats or something and we didn't plan it um and then we started having fun wearing wearing different outfits and crazy costumes and i'm a crazy christmas freak i absolutely love christmas so the chance to run the Corrida de Noel, which if you've never heard about it, it's the largest groupment of like Santa's running a race in Europe or something. So it's, I don't know how many thousands of people dressed as Santa's and reindeers. And one year I dressed as like a Mrs. Claus and I had a, a speaker. I was wearing a speaker and it was playing Christmas music while I was running. <laughs> and so it was, yeah. Yeah. It was. It brought so much joy to 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 us, and certainly to me. I don't know. I remember when you said, "Like, oh yeah, we have to buy the costumes," and I was like, "Oh no!" For me, it's you have. It, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it was really so much fun. And the best part was the hot wine after. <laughs> so usually you get water or Gatorade or something, but we got wine. Because also it was cold, so yeah, the vin chaud uh, at the end was uh, a plus. So that was really, it's really a fun race. And I think we've run it many, many times after that. And yeah, for the other costumes, I, yeah, I'm not a person that dresses in costumes and it's out of my comfort zone, but that's another area that you have pushed me to be more comfortable <laughs> Because also La Parisienne has a theme. The, the first race we did that it's always in September, there's a theme for each year. So you had the idea. I think the craziest costume we've had is the, the year of Japan. Wasn't that the sushi year? Yes, that's when we dressed as sushis. I was thinking that the Polynesia one where we wore bikini tops and long blonde wigs, that was it. I, why did I run in a bikini top? I, I don't know. Uh, it was, it had, we have great pictures from it though. I, I think this is the ones that I want to forget. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. Someday when you show your grandkids, how cool will you be? I remember it, it was, it was crazy. We had these long wigs and the Hawaiian skirts and. Yeah. But I think the sushi was pretty creative. I know your mom was visiting here and she helped you. And that was the morning that I flew from Monaco to Paris at like six o'clock in the morning to make it in time for the race. So it was crazy. Yeah, but at the same time, super good memories, right? We've had a collection. So any other race that comes to mind that brings you fun memories? Ra my first race I did on my own was in Florida and it was the Disney half princess half marathon that really stands out because I did it on my own. I signed up my boys 
the day before to do something called the diaper dash. So they did like a, it wasn't even a hundred meters. It was just a very short little race that they, they ran on a track. It was Disney. So it was happy. It was well-organized. It had all the magic to it and it was great. But for me, that's, I think when I first started having doubts because before it, it was fun and you were always next to me and I did it. I had a terrible time. I, I finished it and I, it was fine, but that's maybe when I started doubting, like, am I really a real runner? And like, what makes a real runner? And um, yeah, it was a great race. And I have great memories of being inside the park before it opened and running and seeing Cinderella's castle. And, but afterwards, that's when I said, like, did I bite off more than I can chew with taking on something so big? And am I really a runner? Because I think I, I made the mistake of comparing myself to other people. But I, I have a great memory of it still. Yeah, and I, I remember being so impressed because you went from 10Ks very fast into a half marathon. To me, it was completely impossible. And I was so proud of you because you, you did it. Like you were so... Also, I was looking at our email exchanges of that time. Like you were so convinced and so determined and you pushed through. Also thinking, you know, you flew, you were in the U.S. with two... How old were the kids? Like it was... Two and a half, maybe? Yeah, they, they were still very young and you managed to do all these and show up and finish so I, I think that yeah it's it's one of the things to remember because I think your persistence and your determination has been pushing us both forward we all know Disney and when you go to Disney the parking lots are like a small city And I just remember running this race and it was the first long distance. So your body is just destroyed after. And I wasn't completely prepared for it. And then you have to find your car in a parking lot the size of Disney. And I remember walking and it felt like another half marathon to find my car. Oh. But well, I can laugh about it now. And it, it actually makes me want to do it again. <laughs> and and it, this is part of the... I think the exercise of pausing a little bit to reflect on all these moments, right? Because I think they are so precious in many ways that, and we, we there were so many learning experiences, right? The, the, and, and you mentioned something important too, that I think it's this idea of comparison and, you know, what are serious runners and what, like, there's no right or wrong. And I think there are people that are, that love the sport for, you know, being, in these trying to improve your time and trying to be more efficient. And, and I think for us, it has been, at least for me, I, I haven't been never able to think about the time because then it becomes, I, I like to keep it as, okay, it's my place to just be and, and, and enjoy the time outdoors. But As, as we increase the, the length of the races and, and we did then, you know, our first, I guess, the half marathon, um, in Paris, then, mm -hmm. then it became, yeah, the challenge. It was not so easy to go from, for me to go from 10 to, to half marathon, but it's still, I'm so glad we did it. And, and we did it 
multiple times. Like I remember, I think it was during, during maybe the Tucson vacation. I remember doing one on my own. I had signed up and I think you were out of town. And I remember that morning saying like, do I go all the way across Paris to, it was in Vincennes. Do I do it or do I just stay here? It was in November and it was raining and I did it. And there were Belgians all around me when we were running and I started to slow down and walk. And they were the ones, there's all, usually the conviviality, like there's always people around you that say like, come on girl, like you can do it or don't stop. And I remember these Belgians said like, come on, let's go. Come on, don't stop. Keep going. And they helped me finish. So and we did it over and over again. That is something that I, I've appreciated a lot from all the races that is so different when, when we train and go and do a long run. But the other, you know, having all these people around you just saying like, you can keep going, you can keep going and having people in the streets applaud. And I think the whole experience has, it's, it's very unique. So can we talk about marathon? If you must. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was probably my bright idea to sign us up for that. Well, no, no, not probably. 100% sure. I, I never consider marathon material. And, and I think exactly. You called me and you said we should sign up for the Paris Marathon. Registrations just opened. And I said, you're crazy. <laughs> But you you were so convinced that we could do it. Yeah. And we did it. Well, and I signed up, but I think before before getting to the story, I mean, a little bit of the overview of the marathon experience, I think that pushed us to to go on longer runs to train, yes. right? Yes. We actually trained, yes. And it, I think it's my personality a little bit too that I was like, well, we can do this. And then I found like every little shortcut of reading blog. We, we were addicted to reading blogs and running magazines. And, and I remember saying, seeing something that said, you don't have to run the full marathon in your training. You just have to, you know, and I said, oh, we don't have to really train <laughs> the day, the day of, it'll just come naturally to us. <laughs> so. Which I don't recommend people think like that. Don't do <laughs> that. Do that. Don't do it. <laughs> No, but we did, we did, we started going. So the, the, there's a, a moment there that I want to capture because there was something I think that, that changed me for, for all the years that have come after that. That is that feeling of going out at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning to run by the river for a long run. I think that those moments were so, again, so precious and so special and, And a, a way to feel and be in Paris that you cannot have at other time of the day or another day of the week. Yeah. And you're alone, but you're part of a community because every other runner that runs by, you lock eyes and you're part of, you're, you're part of the community with them. But at the same time, you're alone. It's all, Paris is all yours, but you still belong to, to a group. Yeah, and I think there's always runners. So also the the fact that it has always felt safe to go by ourselves at that time to to run 
by the river and to do races. So, so I think the, and I, I think for me, signing up for the marathon thinking I'm definitely not marathoner <laughs> and, and I always not being sure if I would be able to, to complete it because I always thought I've had sensitive knees. I don't know if they, they will keep up. At the end, it all worked out, but I want to, capture without going into details because there are things that just stay between me and you yes but yes. that that moment that we were on Champs-Élysées with 40,000 people right before the race started and when the race started the you what because for me it was just unbelievable I, like thinking I'm here with 40,000 people it was overwhelming for it was very, very, very unseasonably cold. And that winter was one of the coldest winters in many years. So when we were training or when we should have been training, it was very cold and it was kind of extreme for us. I remember when our group, you know, they, they shot the gun and it was our time to leave. There were people that like slipped and fell. There were, it, was, it was intense. And everyone always said like, the marathon is very mental. It's like a mental game. And I never felt that in, in all of the races and the running before. And I just said, no, it's just one foot in front of the other. It's, it's more physical for me. It's not mental at all. Like, I don't care. You know, it's just, but that day it became super mental. And it was a, it was a battle in my own head and my own heart and my body. It was, and then I had a very unfortunate incident where I, I needed my music. You know, everyone has their, their crutch. And, I, and my crutch was, you know, I had my certain tennis shoes. I had, you know, I remember painting my nails a certain color. And then I went to do a little pee-pee in the forest, as everyone does. And I lost my music. I lost my little iPod. And wasting all of that time looking for it. And you were so faithful and loyal and stood with me looking as well. And then when we finally said, okay, well, forget it, I can't find it. And I had to run the rest of the race without the music. It became very mental for me. And I had like all of these polluted thoughts like, oh, this stinks. This is, I can't do it. I need my music. So it was a battle. It was a battle to finish. There were highs and lows. You have your, your moments of excitement when we, when we saw our families. Yeah, I was going to say that. When I saw my family, but I was just as excited when I saw your family, like familiar faces and and you always made the goodie bags of raisins and dark chocolate and little, little treats, healthy little treats for us as we were running to give us uh, energy. It wasn't my favorite. When I look back, it's the, it's the race that I liked the least. But aren't you glad that you did it? Yes. Yes. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. But I'm, I'm competitive in nature. And I wasn't happy with how I did at all. So I feel like I, I let myself down. I let, I let myself become mental with it. And I, I wish I wouldn't have succumbed to like all the little bumps on the road. What is the one learning experience? If you were to run another marathon, what would you do differently? Uh, I would have trained more. I would have followed a plan. I would have followed someone's training program that it already has done it and has had success with it. I would have followed it and I would have dressed more appropriately for the weather. Yeah, it was cold as well. I, I felt like I never warmed up. And then everyone I say that to has the like 
smart mouth comment, like that means you weren't going fast enough <laughs> when I, when I say I never warmed up. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah. And I think we really did the best we could with what we had at the time. We, we had no knowledge of what running a marathon was. No. It was not like showing up for a half marathon. It was not like we had no clue of, of what was coming at us. But the fact that we were able to complete it, but I, I agree with you. Like if I, if I was running again, I would be much more thorough. We would know how to add it uh, into our lives a lot better than at that moment in time. I will always be grateful for you, <laughs> to you for <laughs> encouraging me because I wouldn't have done it otherwise on my own. No, me neither. So thank yeah, thank you for saying yes. But <laughs> I'm I'm glad I did it and it's one of the memories, the moments I keep with me from this experience of living and working in Paris. That takes me to the next point of how while running we experience Paris in a completely different way. Would you agree with that? Completely. From the the training in the mornings, in the mornings or in the evenings, because it gets dark so early in the middle of winter. So even when we would leave at, we, we often ran, you know, when everybody was in bed and fed and at eight o'clock at night, we would meet um, and it was pitch black or in the morning as well. And so that magic, those were magic moments in Paris. And the I, we, I didn't love those races, those 10Ks for each arrondissement, because they were really fast. Those were, they're, they're qualifying races, I think, for like this Paris running tour or something. So they're really fast races. But we got to learn so many neighborhoods. We got to see different streets and neighborhoods. And, and so then later, when you have to go into one of those, you say, I remember running through here. And yeah, so Paris really became ours. Yeah, and I think the, this idea that roads are closed for you to pass by and people are cheering. And even in the small races, there was always someone being supportive. And, and I think that that made it very special too. Another race that uh, I wanted to to bring up, because again, it's, it's one of the memorable ones. It's when you moved to Brussels and you came back for the 20K of Paris. That was the first time that we ran that race and I remember always being very intimidated and it felt like only fast runners run that race but at the same time it was so special because you came from Brussels to run it and and it was yeah I, I wanted I wonder if you have uh, what how was that for you yeah I because of where we lived where and where I lived before I moved to Brussels right right at the end right at the the Champ de Mars right at the Eiffel Tower I saw it as well I remember being stuck in a car with my husband and family saying like what's going on here you know and oh it's another race in Paris on a Sunday we're trying to get somewhere and I thought it seems like a very fast race and you know but in fact it has such a good ambiance it's really like friendly and positive and not competitive. I, d I don't feel like that it's a competitive one at all. I don't know if it's the time of the year because I think fall races are much nicer because when you train, it's in the summer. 
I'm not a springtime runner <laughs> because I don't like winter and I do not like to run in the winter to train. And it was my birthday and I, I really pushed my physical limits. I remember because I wasn't ready. And I think I did pretty, for myself, I did pretty well. I was proud of myself that race. Yeah. And it, it gave, we became a little addicted to that race because it had such a friendly feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's one race I miss now with COVID that we're not able to, to yes. run. I, I agree. And I, I guess the last time we ran it was exactly last year. Yes. I, what, what I wanted to point out from the, the, that 20K of your birthday, that I think for me, that race was the first time that I really trained properly. And I think the fact that you were coming from Brussels and it was for your, because I think the only, the, the only reason why I, I agreed to do it, to run for the first time the 20K of Paris was because it was your birthday. And you bought it for me. That was my birthday present. So <laughs> you had to run it. I felt a lot of responsibility. It was not just me showing up for a race. It was, I have to show up in a bigger way. It's the first time that I show up that I feel, okay, I'm ready. And I, like you, I feel that was my best time. I felt so good all along. It, it was, and it was a particularly like fun race. Like the weather was good. And then we, we came back home um, before you left and we had that little time. I thought it's so, it's such a cool way to celebrate a birthday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, no, I was very, it, it definitely boosted my, my energy levels. I kept, uh, and I think I, I lost my brother the weekend of my birthday a number of years ago. So I don't love my birthday. Um, and it was also a motivating factor when I was running too. Like I thought about him. I thought about my birthday. It, it kept me going, but in a happy way. Thank you for sharing that as well, because I think, yeah, the, it felt special that we were doing something different and that <laughs> felt very meaningful as well. So, yeah. and that we could channel the energy that way. Mm -hmm. And that it was exactly the day of your birthday. It was not the weekend. Yes. It was. Yes. Well, and of course, then it goes back to the medal, right? So the, I, have a, I have a medal that has my birthday on it. <laughs> I remember we took a picture with the medal like, when we were in the corner. Yeah. And it always, it always brings me good memories. And one last, when I want to cover one more race because I, I got... Uh, <laughs> the oh, the yes. princess race and we we ran it the first year they opened and it's a race in Versailles in the garden of uh, gardens of Versailles what are your memories from that uh, just the adventure because Versailles is not it's not in Paris so it's the it's the planning how are we going to get there where are we going to meet Then the excitement and the nervousness builds in your stomach as you're taking the train all the way to Versailles. And then it's, you know, unclear, where do we go? And, um, and then when we got there, uh, we were running with some of your friends. They, they joined us for that. Um, and I remember we have a picture of all of our tennis shoes, like the rainbow of tennis shoe colors together. Um, and again, it was women, that particular race. And it was very... It was positive. 
Very positive, very relaxed, very relaxed. Relaxed, exactly. So it was all different shapes and sizes, some walkers, some runners. What about the costumes? I mean, the... So, yeah, we had our tiaras and boas. And we had a little tutu, I think. Didn't I think we one year as well? we had a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just... It's just for the levity part of it, but um. yeah, no. But I think that that uh, this idea of all these women wearing tiaras in Versailles, running a race, I, I, and I think I remember the very first year we ran it, just thinking the gardens of Versailles are open for us to run in, and it was just so beautiful, like the nature around us, the the grass, the plants. It just felt a little bit of magic, I think. You know, I always say it's the last one, but I, I have to mention the Paris-Versailles. That's my favorite race. So Paris-Versailles was my favorite of all of them. Why? Well, the name is the, the Grand Classique, the big classic. And it's for real runners. That's, that's, that's not one where, you know, where you can walk it and, you know, you can, but you're, to be part of the group, you, you need to run. And it leaves from, from the foot of the Eiffel Tower right in our backyard uh, and it ran through just like, beautiful communities um, there's one killer uphill portion and then there's a beautiful section in the forest and then you come into a boulevard and just in front of you is the chateau of versailles and when i look at the pictures like physically my body was the best it's ever been at that point because we had already done a lot of races It's in the fall. It's in, it's in late September. And I felt good. I felt strong. I felt, I felt really good. I think physically, mentally, emotionally, it was like the best I ever was. And I felt really good and strong running. So, yeah, that was, that was my favorite. And then, you know, arriving at the Chateau. And I'm, I'm, I'm the most proud of my time for that. Um, like, I really, I ran it like a runner. And I, I felt, yeah. I still feel that was my best one. I don't, it's not, for me, it's not one of those we could just sign up for fun right now. No. Because it's, and, and it's not an easy one, but we did it. And we, 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 we did it with pride. So. <laughs> I remember sitting on the train, you know, with our medals. All and getting our medals. Tired to yeah. come back home. It, uh, it always felt very special. Like it, it is that sense of accomplishment that just feels so good. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. So from from all of these, just to, to wrap up, what do you think about when you, you go back in time and, and think of, you know, you before running and then doing all these races and how this ties into feeling calm and present in Paris? So how, how has, has this helped you all along to feel more calm and present, not only for you, but for your family and work. And It gave me a sense of first belonging, that it's, it became my city. Like when I ran those streets in that, in that city, it, you know, my husband or maybe the French people that grew up there or they knew the streets and they knew the arrondissement and, you know, we were expats and foreigners that arrived there and we didn't have a history with the city and we made a history with the city. So it was the sense of belonging and that gave me strength 
in everything I did then in, in taking care of my kids and fighting the battles you have to fight in Paris. Cause Paris is not the easiest city to live in, you know, when you're pushing around a double stroller and trying to get on buses and, um, getting your baguette from the, the boulanger who snaps at you for making a, a mistake with your French or so it, it gave me strength that, Hey, you know what? I belong here too. This is my city too. I have a history here and it's carried on through. Not, I don't only belong in Paris, but I belong in, in France. It's, I feel strong, stronger for doing it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anything else that you want to share, especially for those people that feel the curiosity of t trying running in Paris? I would say there's no bad weather. There's just bad clothing. So all of the times where I would want to make an excuse and say like, ah, oh, it's cold or, oh, it's raining or when we got out there and we wore the, the raincoat and the gloves and the hat or those, those things you put half over your face because the air was so cold, it hurts your lungs. Um, it helps you get the job done. So everything else is just an excuse because those are the, Those are the runs, especially those really cold, cold, cold morning runs that I think back that I'm proudest of and that were really fun now. So everything is just an excuse. There's, there's no, no reason, no reason um, why, why anyone can't get out there at their own pace. Yes. And I think the finding a friend, finding <laughs> that a friend. pushes and it's there for you because I think, you know, For me, always knowing that you, you have always run faster, but you're always there at the finish line waiting for me, that gave me so much peace of mind. And the idea that it was, even when we ran races by ourselves, just knowing that we, we have been a team made, made it much more doable, that kind of the accountability of showing up. Now I am hoping that races open up again And I'm looking forward to signing up for our next race together. I am too. I am too. Thank you so much for this time to share your stories about running and living in Paris. Thank you for, for letting me share them. And I feel so warm and happy and motivated right now, actually, <laughs> just reminiscing. So even though it's raining, I, I might get out there. I'm going to walk my, go for a nice long walk with my dog. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Tania del Rio, and this is Happy, Healthy, and Zen in Paris.